I'm Mitch Ladd. And I'm Matt Stevens. And this is Comic Sans Drinks. Full disclosure, this may be kind of a weird episode because we just spent like what, like the last hour and a half yeah. waiting for my computer to stop being a jerk. So yeah, any any excitement that I had <laughs> is mostly gone, but we're going to try like hell to get that excitement back up. Um, we have today on today's episode, we are going to talk about Nimona. Um, Matt, this was this was your call. You're going to kind of take the lead on this yep. on this episode. Um, so, yeah, take it away. So Nimona is a graphic novel by Andy Stevenson. Um, it was initially published from 2012 to 2014 as a webcomic. Um ND Stevens started writing this um, while he was a student at the Maryland Institute College of Art as part of a project. Um, before he had even completed this, he had um, an agent basically knocking on his door trying to get this published. Um, the long story short is that by 2015, um, the entire collection was collected as a graphic novel and published by Harper Collins. Um, it has been translated into at least 16 different languages and an audiobook. And later this year, it is going to become a Netflix production. Um, the movie adaptation was originally announced in 2015 by uh, 20th Century Animation, um, but was canceled when disney bought fox um it has recently been revived by anna purina pictures and netflix um and like i said scheduled for a 2023 summer release i think end of june Mm -hmm. um so we will uh talk about the trailer for that which was released very recently um as we get to the end of this um, a little bit more about Nimona is that it um, has won numerous awards. Um, in 2012, the Cartoonist Studio Prize, um, it was a winner. Um, that's a prize that was presented by the Slate Book Review and the Center for Cartoon Studies. Um, in 2015, it was nominated uh, for the Young People's Literature category for the... I lost the name of the company that was hosting that award um regardless it was nominated for that one in 2015 it won a sybils award for young adult graphic novel um as well as being nominated in 2015 for an eisner for best web comic oh wow um it did win an eisner for best graphic novel reprint in 2016 nice so um it is quite critically acclaimed and well received um it's got incredible ratings on Goodreads. Um, it's just a wonderful tale. Um, I, in our last episode, we did a more uh, direct summary of each of the issues of the Green Lantern that we read. Um, Nimona has some short chapters. It has some long chapters. Um, so I'm kind of just going to give a brief I guess, summary of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can kind of talk about the different things that we enjoyed, some of the themes, because this is one of those books where it's like, 
it's a graphic novel, it's a comic, but there are some pretty pretty intense and pretty deep themes that run through this entire thing. Um, so I guess just to say Nimona is, uh, before, yeah. before we get dive too deep into it, we should probably talk about what we're drinking as well. We should. Yes, we should. So this is, so we were, we were trying to come up with a drink and we, before getting too into things, Nimona is a shapeshifter. And so we were both kind of thinking like, ooh, like, cause like the, <laughs> the drinks that like change color or whatever, like that's kind of like the new big fad mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So we were both kind of thinking that and we were like, I was looking up recipes and I'm like, no, this seems way too complicated. <laughs> I don't want to get, what is it? Like the butterfly pea, whatever like that. That oh, kept showing up no. on a lot of different. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> But one of the things that uh, Namona frequently changes into is a shark. <laughs> so we came up with the shark bite drink. Now, the um, the original recipe calls for uh, one ounce simple syrup, three-fourths of an ounce of spiced rum, three-fourths of an ounce of light rum, half ounce of blue curacao, and then a half ounce of lime juice. Uh, I also saw a kind of a variation on this where instead of the simple syrup and lime juice, you just use an ounce and a half of sweetened lime juice. I don't know if I made the right choice. Um, we, uh, we started drinking these while my computer was deciding whether or not it wanted to, you know, continue to live. Um, Matt, what, what, what are your thoughts on the shark bite? Um, Let's just say that I'm ready to try a real one in New Orleans. Um, it's not bad. It's definitely tart. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it got bite. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's not bad. It's not one that I'm going to order if I go out somewhere. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like the, the first sip, it was so tart, so sour, <laughs> like... My lips were pucked for, I don't know, probably a good 30 seconds because I could not unpuck them. Um, I I don't know that that's an actual term, but you know what? It is now. Um, as it goes on, I don't know if it's just a matter of it's like now kind of watered down, but it, it's not it's not quite as tart. It's a little bit better. Um, I'm not a huge fan of sour drinks yeah. in, in general. Um I don't like, like, I hate sour beers. Like, mm. whoever thought that a sour beer was a good idea, like, <laughs> you have issues. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Matt. Like, yeah, I don't mind this one. I will probably have another one, you know, like, at, at the midpoint here. But would I go out and get this on my own? Probably not. Yeah. Um, or if I do, maybe maybe I should have listened to the original recipe. <laughs> So, uh, you did also nab a fantastic garnish for this drink. <laughs> I did. What 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 is this garnished with? Uh, so I did try and find gummy sharks, which I could not locate. Um, As but, did I. But uh, we did top them with a Swedish fish, which mine is at the bottom of the of the drink oh, right now. Yeah, mine has um, sunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this fish did not stay alive. Uh, but I am going to be. Honestly, kind of excited to to try this this Swedish fish once once I get to it. Yeah, <laughs> fish that out of there. 
Oh, so glad Tabitha's not the show. <laughs> All the shame. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into Nimona. Um, so as Mitch mentioned, Nimona is a shapeshifter. Um, the book starts with her kind of just knocking on the door and appearing at the door of Ballister Blackheart, um, the villain of said story. Um, Blackheart was originally a knight for this, um, what do you call it? Governing body, I guess you would call it, um, that is, uh, known as the institution, um, but he ended up losing an arm in a joust with who at the time was his best friend, Ambrosius Goldenloin. Um, so if you haven't figured this out already, yes, um, Ballister Blackheart, Ambrosius Goldenloin, these names are not just names. They are very symbolic. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Blackheart was uh, kicked out of the Institute and uh, Golden Loin became the hero. Um, Blackheart has a plot to destroy the institution, but at the same time, he is operating under his own code of ethics. So uh, he does not kill, maim, you know, basically as little violence as he can get away with, but still end result, um, you know, to, to win the day. Uh, Nimona does everything she can to not undermine his plans, but uh, make them more violent. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, She's chaotic. She is, yes. Uh, chaotic neutral, I guess. Um, because they may be bad guys, but as you read through this story, um, those lines are definitely blurred mm-hmm. throughout this uh, this graphic novel. Um, but... Uh, they uh, they discover that the institution is using jade root, which is a poisonous plant, for all sorts of their own nefarious plans. So while so the good guys are doing bad things. Um, so Nimona again kind of goes behind Blackheart's back, um, expounds on his plan, throws shade, if you will, at the institute. Um, and this is where some of the, the the anachronism of this graphic novel comes into play. This is definitely set in a fantasy world, but there is there there are phone calls, there are video chats, there is technology. This does not follow just a straightforward fantasy genre. Um, so she broadcasts on TV um, the the. Uh, that the institution is doing these nefarious things. And at the institute director's orders, uh, Golden Loin is tasked with killing Nimona. Um, along the way, Blackheart meets Dr. Meredith Blitzmeyer, who has made a device powered by quote-unquote anomalous energy. And when... Nimona gets too close to said device. She her powers of transformation are negated. Uh, she just cannot transform. Which I should mention, kind of backtracking a little bit here. But when she transforms, um, this is not your classic transformation where she chain where she stays the same size. Um, she is, and they kind of go into this um, into in the graphic novel. But she, uh, like changes mass entirely 
Um, she's most of the time is a is a young girl, but uh, becomes a dragon or a rhinoceros or as as Mitch mentioned, a shark, um, a fox, a squirrel. Um, she's all over the place when it comes to the creatures that she changes into big, small, crashing through walls. Um, she has no problem, um, you know, growing giant arms to beat up the, uh, the henchmen (laughs) if if necessary. Um, so going back to, uh, the anomalous energy that causes her to not transform, um, uh, Golden Loin agrees finally after disagreements with the director that he will kill Nimona um, and he will capture Blackheart. So the Institute sets up a double cross um, where they will apprehend Nimona um, just in order to get at Blackheart. Um, Nimona ends up captured. Blackheart ends up captured. Um, and there is an all out brawl where Nimona transforms into all sorts of creatures to try and escape. Golden Loin manages to cut off her head, seemingly killing her. Um, at that point, Blackheart begins to question her powers. Um, and then as we continue on, um, Blackheart has learns now that his poison that he set up to um, trip up the Institute um, for his own nefarious plans um, has now caused deaths. Um, He sneaks into a hospital to treat the poison victims, um, but is captured. Um, Golden Loin um, ends up capturing Blackheart. um, Despite having been, demoted by the director um and golden loin and blackheart have a long in-depth conversation um which is probably one of my favorite moments of this entire book um because you kind of get hints of this throughout the entire thing um but it continues to hint much more strongly in this conversation that golden loin and blackheart uh, were not just best friends while they were training at the at the institute to be heroes, um, but um, Golden Loin admits during this conversation that uh, that the incident that caused Blackheart to be uh, kicked out of the institute was not necessarily an accident. Um, and that the director had offered Golden Loin the position of champion if he were to be rid of Blackheart. Um, he followed through causing the separation of the two friends. Um, uh, so after the conversation between the two, Blackheart is brought to an Institute lab where the director reveals just how deep their evil plan goes. Um, he also finds Nimona imprisoned in a vessel built to contain the jade root that the Institute was using. Um, they open the, the vessel long enough to take a blood sample of Nimona, um, but it turns out she still has control over her cells, and they 
morph into a colossal beast that escapes, kills the director, and ravages the city. Um, at that point, um, Blackheart tells Golden Loin about Blitzmeyer's device and how, with that, he thinks that they might be able to defeat the beast and save Nimona at the same time. Um, so the human form of Nimona, who is still stuck in the vessel, learns um, that Blackheart revealed the device and turns on him. Blackheart, in turn, defeats the beast, uh, but f- the fight damages the lab and activates an automatic purge system. Uh, Blackheart escapes, carrying Golden Loin, but Nimona does not. Uh, so Blackheart escapes, carrying Golden Loin, but Nimona does not. Um, the course of the disasters make clear the institution's uses of the Jade Root, and Blackheart, in turn, becomes a hero. Uh, As the story closes, we watch Blackheart watching over Golden Loin in the hospital. Um, The doctor comes in and ends up calling Nimona a monster, and Blackheart insists that she was not. Um, When the same doctor returns moments later, Blackheart realizes that the first doctor was not the doctor, was in fact Nimona in disguise. Um, He chases after her, but she disappears. Um, And then the end of the story is basically Blackheart, not alone, but um, looking over his shoulder at every turn, realizing that Nimona has left and um, always wondering whether every creature or stranger that looks at him is indeed her. Um, this, I don't know, this entire story is just, it's just phenomenal. I, um, I got done with this and my first thought was I was almost upset at myself for having taken so long to sit down and read this. Um, they are villains, um, at the very outset, but they are villains that you instantly want to cheer for Nimona's quirky. Um, she has her own sights and plans. Um, and I know that this was originally done as a web comic and done in, in, in bits and pieces. Um, but it's just so well done from beginning to end. I, I couldn't help, but, um, laugh even early on as I realized that, Ballister Blackheart um, was blacklisted um, <laughs> from the Institute. Um, and obviously, uh, Ambrosia's golden loin is the quote unquote golden child of the Institute. And like the dichotomy there was just, it, it was, it was so apparent, but at the same time, it was so brilliant that I couldn't help but love, um, love the imagery there. There are flashback scenes. There are... um, So early on, you get a flashback scene of Nimona giving her history, um, explaining where she got her powers um, to Blackheart, which is, is... It's so well done, especially when you get further in and you realize that she basically made up that story on the fly just because he was asking. 
Um, they're just, I don't know. Most of the time when I read these, I read these for the story. I read these for what they are. Um, it was hard not to see all of the incredible themes that are placed throughout this entire book. Um, which obviously the big one is, um, people are not always as they seem. Um, I was doing a little bit of research for this. Um, and, um, the author, um, Andy Stevenson, um, has transitioned. Um, and some of that makes so much more sense reading this, knowing that he has transitioned, um, seeing Nimona shapeshift as, and this, I, I wish I could, I wish I could say that this was my own thought, but like seeing an article noting that, um, that gender is fluid, just like Nimona's physical presence, uh, being able to change from shape to shape. Um, but that it, it carries over not just to Nimona, but to Blackheart and Goldenloin and the Institute, you know, showing that the Institute was supposed to be the good guys and Blackheart's the bad guy. Um, and even though he may have these nefarious plans, like things aren't always as they seem. Things don't always fit in a nice, pretty box, um, which which is it's it's wonderful to know that like that's that that message is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, and the, they touch on, touch on this over and over again throughout the, throughout the book that, um, Nimona is a monster and the more and more Blackheart comes to her defense stating that she's not a monster. She's misunderstood. If, you know, at the very least. Um, so I don't know this. I, I read through this twice um, in preparation for the show. This will be one that I probably come back to and read every so often for the rest of my life. It's a wonderful story. The art's fantastic. Um, and I feel like I glossed over a lot of things, but it's just, it's, there's, it's hard to almost put into words all, all of everything that happens in this, um, without kind of going on a page by page summary, Mm -hmm. which I almost feel like, honestly, like everybody should just go pick this up and read this for all of the things that are in it. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of like an a-hole for all the great things that you just said about it. I, I thought it was okay. Okay. I just thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, the There were a lot of things that I liked about this book, but I think this is one of those rare situations where the sum is less than its parts. Okay. Um, like you mentioned how, you know, it's, you know, medieval times, but they've got TVs and all this kind of (laughs) stuff. And it's like, it, it blurred that line kind of too much for me. Okay. I would see something that 
shouldn't quote unquote be there <laughs> and it kind of took me out you know like the the newscaster being in like traditional newscaster clothes like <laughs> i would have preferred for that you know for the newscaster still be dressed you know in the times or whatever okay so it was things like that um it was the the length of chapters threw me for a loop yeah like the first chapter is two pages <laughs> and like what maybe the next to last chapter that i don't know there was there was one chapter i'm pretty sure it was like 50 plus pages yeah if not it was damn close and so it's just like it's one of those things like if it was if they were all uh, those kind of amounts of pages like okay like yeah. cool you know i'm nitpicking here i really am <laughs> Um, I see where you're coming from with the whole, um, shape-shifting as trans allegory. I don't know that I buy it. Okay. I, I didn't, and I don't know if you talked to me about this or maybe Tabitha did. I don't know. But I knew about that allegory going into this, so I okay. was looking for it. And still, even that, reading it, I'm like, I don't know that I see it, you know? Um, I didn't hate this book. I would I would happily go back and read it again. Mm. But I definitely did not have the same journey that you did. Um, you know, with with Blackheart and Golden Loin, um, which that just sounds like a Bond villain name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matches his gold armor. So Right. Um, you know, it, it's very clear that there's love there. And it's very clear. Like, at one point, uh, Blackheart even... Um, you know, confesses to the doctor, I'm blanking on her name, but confesses to the doctor that, you know, his love for Golden Loin, how he doesn't want to lose Golden Loin. And at the very end, you know, they even share a kiss, but it's just like, I feel like if you're kind of going for that, you know, queer representation, like at that point, you're, I don't want to say that they didn't do enough, mm -hmm. but it could have been... I don't mean it this way, but it could have been more explicit. I don't okay. mean it like you know, hey, <laughs> it, it needed to be R rated. That's not what I mean. Yeah. But like, you know, but like it, they they could have shown that better, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely if it was definitely more hinted at than just shown. Mm -hmm. Um, like this, some of the the passing glances or like. The way that wow. Golden Loin. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> I'll explain my issues in a minute. <laughs> um, but some of the comments made either Golden Loin <laughs> um, and Blackheart make to other people about their foil. Um, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I I can see where you're coming from, that it uh, it could have been more blatant pronounced pronounced there I you think, go that's yeah i think that's much better than explicit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but um i i don't know i think i like that part because it lets you kind of infer um that there was more to their friendship than originally shown mm -hmm. so yeah um my 
mild freak out moment, uh, completely <laughs> off topic. But I finally got to the Swedish fish. Um, if you haven't had yours yet, Matt, um, don't. No. Uh, <laughs> it was so it was um, very solid. Oh, but then also like the outer layer is very slimy. <laughs> So I like see that. yeah. So just in terms of texture, like <laughs> not good. Uh, um, did not really add much to the flavor, and like once, you know, w- w- yeah, like yeah, it was. Who oh boy, who oh boy? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll leave that there. Yeah, um, I will say I liked I liked the book way more than that Swedish fish. I will <laughs> I will admit that. Um, yeah, like. I don't know. Um, the humor, the humor in this, at times, went just a little too much for me. Okay. Um, case in point, I mean, it's fine, it's whatever. But like on the second page, when Nimona turns into a shark, the shark has boobs. <laughs> I did notice the sharks don't have boobs, to my knowledge. Um, so I'm just like, huh. <laughs> they're not mammals, so yeah. no, they wouldn't. Yeah, I'm like, huh, <laughs> okay, so that's a thing. Um, but like, I don't know. So it was just, it was little things like that. That is just, while it is my sense of humor, just like, just isn't my sense of humor. I guess. Um, I feel like, yeah, like I don't know. I feel like a jerk. Um, <laughs> there, there are a lot of things I like about this book, and I feel like if we took out maybe one or two of those things, I would have liked the book more overall. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I did love the end of it. I love the idea of Nimona possibly being um, anybody. Yeah. You know, um, anybody that, you know, kind of gives him like a knowing look or whatever. Uh, did did the copy that you read, read, did it have like any of the extras, like the extra stories or whatever? Like there were a couple of like Christmas stories. It did not. No. Oh, okay. So there was one that was uh, very adorable um, with um, uh, with Blackheart and Golden Loin at the academy or whatever and like you know they mentioned that they're all orphans and whatever and uh golden loin's getting made fun of because he has a stocking from santa <laughs> and you know like the other orphans are making fun of him like oh yeah santa doesn't care about us he's not gonna come here you know whatever um and then blackheart tells him to you know go to bed and you know golden loin wakes up the next morning and he's got you know a stocking from santa and he's like you know what and he asks Blackheart, oh, well, you know, what does Santa leave you? And he's like, oh, I didn't leave me anything. I must have been a naughty boy. And he's like, yeah, you know, like I even got like one of these like, uh, like night action figures or whatever. Like now I, <laughs> now we can, you know, like now we can, you know, like play with each other's or whatever. And he's like, where's, where's your action figure? And he's like, oh, I must have lost mine. So it's like, that was adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I just... I wish we got a third act of Golden Loin and Blackheart working together maybe more than they did. Because, okay. like, with what we got, it was just kind of like they were forced to, you know. Um, 
I don't know, maybe maybe if Golden Loin, you know, like recognized how evil the Institute truly mm-hmm. was, you know, earlier on and helped to, you know, kind of like take him down or whatever. And it wasn't just, you know, kind of like still kind of like with the Institute until the till the bitter end, yeah. you know, kind of like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm spitballing here. Um, but yeah, so we kind of talked off air about rating what we read um what what did we decide on what how <laughs> we did not we did not it's classic us <laughs> um do you want to i guess just each maybe just go like one to one to ten that works for me okay what do you think start off um i, I think as much as i did um i did put this on my goodreads and i did give it five stars um i think it's probably closer to a four and a half um upon further introspection. Um, so I'm probably going to say eight out of 10 um, because I think, well, I, I didn't have issues with the humor, um, but I do think as far as general pacing, there are maybe some hiccups when it comes to that, as far as looking at it as a complete cohesive story from beginning to end. Um, it's, it's kind of back heavy on a lot of things. So, um, I guess that would be my only, my, my only issue is, uh, is, is, yeah, like you get about halfway through and then like the back half is all just like straight, it's just, just action, which isn't always a bad thing, but, um, yeah, the, 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 the tempo, I guess from beginning to end was not hundred percent consistent. So yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to give this, I think I'm going to go 6.5. Maybe, maybe closer to seven. I'm not for sure, but I'm going to stick with 6.5. I think you're right. I think the pacing was probably the biggest problem for me Um, because it's so tough to be like, oh, I'll read one more chapter and then go to bed. (laughs) And then that chapter is 30 pages and you weren't prepared for that. Yeah. but uh but yeah so yeah overall it it was good it was good i'm gonna leave it at that so um what was not good was that uh that swedish fish no um, that was disgusting um, <laughs> and the the shark bite do, do we want to rate the drinks too i mean i guess we should we should yeah, yeah. shark bite one out of ten um this shark bite i'm probably gonna go <sighs> I'll say five out of ten because, like, like I said, I'm not going to order it anywhere. Did I finish the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to give this shark bite uh, four and a half. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I finished it. Um. It was yeah. If if there if we cut down on the sour a bit, <laughs> I think it would have been a lot better. But yeah. that sour was just. Whew. <laughs> A little too much. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing to talk about before, I guess, we wrap up Nimona is we did get a trailer for the the Netflix uh, series, or not series, Netflix movie that should be coming shortly. Um, So, I don't know. uh, It's it's hard to say. I kind of was looking at this trailer as the way we do trailer takedown. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, as much as I loved the the graphic novel... um, the trailer, 
I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, like I, I didn't mind the art style of like cut and paste kind of like, um, I like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a kidnapping letter. Mm. Like we're like, you know, (laughs) cut and pasted faces and mouths and things like, and you know, booms and kabams over, over the, over the pictures. Um, but like, there's just not, there was not a whole lot in the trailer that gave you a tease of the actual plot of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first half of the trailer did not like the, no. the, the, the cut and paste. <laughs> and when it kind of like revealed that it was Nimona being Nimona, um, and completely different art style. Um, and yeah, we didn't get like a lot of the plot, but we got kind of like a taste of what the action may be, mm-hmm. you know, um, there, I think it was what her, running down like castle walls or whatever and yep. like turning into a bunch of different animals. Um, that was cool. Um, I think, I think after having read the graphic novel, um, when the Netflix movie is released, it's not like I'm going to be anxious to watch mm. it. Uh, like have to watch it first day or anything like that. But I think after reading the graphic novel, I wouldn't mind watching the movie. If I hadn't read the graphic novel, I'd been like, "Nah, I'm all good, bro." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I would have to agree with you. the The trailer does not. I don't think it does a good enough job to pull you in to go, "Okay, what's this about? Do I want to know more? Who is this character? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. Um, because we've read it, yes, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Um, I definitely want to see how it compares, especially knowing that it was almost canceled and then saved from the dead um, for Netflix. But um, yeah, that that trailer really doesn't do it any favors. No, no, not at all. So. so. All right. Um, so thanks for listening to this episode of Comic Sans Drinks. Um, if you have an idea of a comic or a drink that we should ingest no don't like that don't like <laughs> or that. a comic and drink yeah um if you got any ideas any suggestions let us know um other than that uh i'm trying to remember what i said said last time i think it was drink responsibly and we'll see in the funny pages that sounds about something right about, something about like that so we're gonna say that again That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>